Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. Hey. Hey guys, it is officially, not officially, but almost officially, two weeks until Alexis comes to visit me in Louisiana. That's crazy. Which literally insane. Speaking of Louisiana, you better be packing your shorts because it is already Uh. wretchedly hot here. It's like 95. Oh, God. It's really, really hot. But it's also very pretty, so it's gorgeous outside. I think I need to, like, buy shorts. (laughs) Literally. You probably do. I mean, I can't even wear leggings outside anymore. It's just too hot. Really? Okay. Like, it's too hot. I mean, I am a very sweaty girl. (laughs) Ugly, sweaty, fatty. Anybody who... (laughs) Anybody who listened, to, I don't know what episode that was, but I'm pretty sure it was the one when we talked about body positivity, which that was the know. episode that we said sweaty, ugly, fatty. It's not good. I think good. so. I think that was good. the episode. I'm, I'm not actually 100% sure on that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and also, wait, so- wait, wait, we've been <laughs> trying to figure out what our merch should be. <laughs> Would you guys wear merch that said Ugly Sweaty Fatty? Should our fan base be called the Ugly Sweaty Fatties? <laughs> Let us know if you guys like feel like that really describes you well. Yeah. I I um, would say that it doesn't because I've seen all of you and you're all beautiful. Queens. Clean. Clean queens. Clean queens. Yes. <laughs> beautiful smelling, um, mm-hmm. pretty and gorgeous ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually... I'm very, very excited. I think we've talked about this, but it's just so fun to get to show somebody around your hometown. Like, it mm-hmm. just, like, it feels like a trip for me, too, even though I'm staying here in my city. But yeah, Alexis, I definitely, like, I definitely saw Vermont in, like, a different way when you were here. Yeah, but um, Alexis is going to meet my, like, family. Obviously, she's going to meet Rue, who she plans on taking home with her, which, yeah, um, joke's on you, because Rue gets motion sickness, so she will vomit <laughs> all over the plane. Um <laughs> Um, but I'm also especially excited to take you to the lake house because that's just true Louisiana. Like the chance mm-hmm. that we see a snake is like 100%. Ugh. And an alligator is probably 50. Ugh. I'm not. We'll also be, I'm we'll be eating alligator as well. Also. Didn't you say like squirrel or something? We can eat squirrel too. I mean, we'll have to get my dad to cook that, but mm-hmm. I actually, um, am talking to a guy from a dating app and oh. I told him that, um, like, I grew up eating squirrel, and he was like, oh, we have to get, like, we have to get married now, because I always cook squirrel for my friends, and they refuse to eat it. He was like, so you've, you've had squirrel, and you enjoy it? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, like, every night be like, I wish I was eating squirrel. But, like, <laughs> it's good. I like, like, I like it. people shouldn't say that. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's, you know, it's good. And he was like, we have to get married now. I was like, okay. <laughs> have you had, like, escargot? Uh, yeah, I actually, I've only had it, like, on a cruise, though, so that means it can't be that good. Yeah. I wanted to, like, you not? Friends. Did you not like it? I really did like it. Yeah, I so, had I it mean, in... Like, I feel like if I had it, like, in, like, oh, France, like, it would be you, even better. That's where, that's where I had it for the first time, and oh. it's, yeah. It okay. Was, <laughs> I had it in Paris, like, whatever. It was, like, feet away from the Eiffel Tower, whatever. Um, but, no, it was so, it was, like, so good. Like yeah, I I'm, I used to be, um, like, growing up, I, I wouldn't say I was picky 
Um, mm-hmm. But I, my best friend from high school, Kate, she is like one of the least picky people I've ever met. She will try anything once, like literally anything. She will try mm-hmm. it. And she's made me like step out of my comfort zone with food a lot. Cause I'm like, okay, what if I try it? And it's the best thing I've ever eaten. And right. if I try it and it's bad, all you have to do is spit just, it out. Or, like, don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, or, like, just stop being dramatic and just eat it. <laughs> like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I no, used definitely. to, like, hate tomatoes. Um, yeah, grapes. I think also, like, age. Like, just, like, when you're, like, younger. like, And then you get, like, stuck into, like, ruts. And you're like, oh, I don't like this. But, like, have you tried it in different ways other than, like, two yeah, exactly. One thing I figured out about myself recently, though, is I tried. I've tried my whole life to be a salad girl. And I cannot be a salad girl. Are you a salad girl? Um, yes and no. It's ironic because I I had to go to the car place today. And so on the way back, we have no food. And I just had, like, the literal busiest week of my life this week. Yeah. Um, so I went to the store and got... Like, I was like, I just need to get, like, dinner for something. And I got Austin and I, like, a huge salad. Like, a prepared See, I, salad. See, I, like, I, I like a Caesar salad, like, side salad. And I li- really like any side salad. I was talking about this at dinner yesterday. I like a salad, but I don't want my salad to be my whole meal. I will be, I will be hungry in about 20 minutes if I eat a salad for my meal. Yeah. But if I eat a salad on the side, I like it and it's good. But do but, you put, like, meat in your salad? Yeah, and it still doesn't, like, fill me up. It must be mental. I think it it's really a psych- psychological thing. Yeah, it, it might it might be. Because, like, yesterday for lunch, I had this shrimp salad, and I didn't really eat any of the lettuce. I just ate the toppings. But mm-hmm. Which was, like, shrimp. And if you served me shrimp on a plate, I think I would do have been Do you eat full. it? I was just about to say, do you eat it on a bowl or a plate? I eat it in a bowl. I should so, put it on a plate. My salad on a... <laughs> no, literally. I eat it in a bowl, but, like, I'm... I don't have psychological issues when it comes to salads, so... I feel fine. like it's the same way with soup. Like, I cannot have uh, soup yeah. for a meal unless I'm sick, but I love soup. Like, I love eating right. soup, but it needs to be, like, with something else. Even right. if it's just, like, bread. Like, I just need something else. I don't know what it is about a salad, but I wish I was a salad girl, but instead I'm an ugly, sweaty fatty, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's just who I am. But I guess before oh, we keep uh, boring you guys with updates, don't worry, I have more. Um, I guess we should talk about this week's episode. So this week yeah. we had Elise from Elise Brian Design on. She's an artist um, and a business owner. She um, sells like various products with her art on them. Um, but she actually just graduated from law school but is pursuing her business full-time out of law school. So we kind of talked about um, her experience deciding to do that rather than be a lawyer um, and the reactions from people and kind of what she learned in school and how that's helped her in her business and a bunch of other great things. So it's definitely a really good episode. So don't stop listening. Yeah, but we definitely. we absolutely can't let you go without boring you a little bit more <laughs> with our personal lives. I, I actually have a, like I have a huge announcement. Like it's literally oh. massive and it's that Harry Styles album comes oh out tonight at midnight God. in literally yeah. like literally, seven hours care. from now. Wow. So you're, well, you better start caring because you're going to be listening to that <laughs> and that only when you're in Louisiana. So you better start caring. Great. I mean, like, I like Harry, Harry Styles. Um, I like I Harry like, Styles. I just, like, can't. I don't know. New music, just, like, something. Me and new music just, like, don't get along. Like, and I was going to say, have you ever cared about somebody's album coming out? Quite literally never. Yeah. See, I care often. Like, uh, I will probably Adele, stay up Adele, tonight. Adele. Adele. Okay. That's, like, the I will one person. S- I will stay up until midnight tonight or set an alarm for midnight to listen to this album, probably. 
um, depending on the vibe that's going on inside my brain at the time. I remember actually, I remember like everyone freaking out when like, what was the the One Direction album that's like black and white with like the red? Do you know what I'm talking about? Was it Take Me Home? Maybe, I don't know. Well, how old I don't were know. you? I don't know why I asked that, because um, I There's don't know a, names of anything. There are a couple um, that... Okay, whatever, like... it doesn't matter. But um, I remember a new album of Wind Direction coming out in, in middle school. There's a lot and... that are black and white and red. Uh, Midnight Memories, actually a lot of them are. Yeah, I think it was Midnight Memories. Um, yeah, it would have been Midnight I just, Memories. I remember like that like album coming out, and all my friends were freaking out, and I literally was like, no like I I, I reject like, I, I reject I this like, I think I t- took like a month to like listen to any of them because like just the thought of listening to me new music was like not okay hi Rue special guest alert guys oh, Rue on the mic do you, have, you hear her Aww. sniffing Rue on the mic Rue on the mic she just had her dinner um and I told Alexis after she eats she refuses to leave me alone until she comes over and burps on me <laughs> like in the mornings I feed her and then I go back to bed because she demands being fed at 6 30 a.m so i go back to bed she'll come in my bed and like sniff my face and burp on me and then like leave good i think she's trying to say thank you for the food that you pay for think, and yeah thank you for being and the breadwinner of this provide household. yep mm-hmm. yeah she's just really grateful so it's actually just so it's, it's just so sweet maybe mm-hmm. she'll burp on you when you come alexis i'm i'm so looking forward to that she's i do have to say my anybody else though, so. my my announcement and I, I literally felt, like, euphoric when I got on our our call to record with Elise because I, okay, first of all, my candidacy review final is due Sunday, which right mm-hmm. now it is Thursday. And I'm, like, I, I won't get into it. I don't know. It's probably boring and, like, I don't know, TMI, but, like, a little snafu happened with the draft. Yeah. And yeah, we've Katie, got to, yeah, it's, it's we, gonna be figured out. Yeah, it's fine, but, like, there was, like, emotionally a bit of, like, an issue, and, like, not strategically, I don't know, like, I don't know. There were just some, like, weird things that happened with the draft, but, um, like, I am putting so much freaking work into this final, and it's taking so much of my life this week, Mm -hmm. but I had this other huge project due, and I was, like, Because I, like, have been taking my two-year-old brother on Sundays. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to take Teddy. Like, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to do, like, anything. Like, I'm going to be, like, cutting it down to the wire. Like, I'm going to be, like, putting in this project, this other project that's also due on Sunday night, like, by midnight. And I literally just submitted it before I got on to record. And it felt, like, so good. Because now it's Thursday afternoon. So all Friday, besides, like, work. Like, all Friday, all Saturday, and then, like, half of Sunday, because I'll have Teddy in the morning. But I'll be able to just work on my final, and, like, I know for a fact that I will get it done. And it just feels, like, so good, and I'm definitely, like, I don't know. I'm forcing myself to do, like, actual writing before I'm allowing myself to do the, like, design aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Because I started (laughs) to get, like, super into, like, the design, and I was, like, That needs to be, like, like, only for your time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I'm so bad I about like, that too. Yeah, so I like took myself off of Canva and um <laughs> got to you got to put yourself yeah, in Word document prison. Yeah, I, I'm putting myself in like Google Doc um jail, but yep. yeah, I just felt like 
so much better. And literally, here's the, I know we don't do video anymore, but um, Katie can see it. This is the list. I posted on my story, actually. This yeah. is the list of things that I need long. to do. Yeah. Um, it's literally a page full of, mm-hmm. like, check boxes. Um, and I have about half done. So, and honestly, this list isn't even stuff that I technically need to do. It's, like, good to haves. So, and I already yeah. have half of them. So, that's okay. good. But yeah. Um, well, I guess on that note, we should go ahead and get into, on the education note, we should go ahead and get <laughs> into, um, this week's episode with Elise. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a great conversation. So yes. keep listening to hear all the great things she had to say. Hi, Elise. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for anyone that is new to you? Perfect. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Elise. I'm the owner and founder of Elise Brienne Design. It's love it love so it. much. Um, Alexis, I was telling Elise before, Alexis found you on TikTok. A while um, ago. <laughs> yes. It was a while ago. Um, and Alexis was like, I wish we could have her on the podcast. And I was like, well, why don't we just DM her? And she was like, okay. I was like, okay, great. Um, and so here you are. Anyway, we're very excited. Okay. So, um, let's talk a little bit more about your business, just some background. So kind of tell us the passion behind your business and kind of the story of starting it. Yeah, sure. So I started my business on my 18th birthday selling hand-painted canvases on Etsy. I kept painting and running my Etsy shop through college and grad school. And then after I got my master's, I moved from Chicago to Durham, North Carolina to go to law school at Duke. I just graduated law school a few weeks ago, and now I'm running my business full-time from Durham. Love it. That is so exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> so what do you, for anyone that doesn't know, what do you sell from your business or what do you do with your business? Yeah, so I sell just my artwork on all kinds of products um, from stickers, art prints, greeting cards, and other stationery to home goods like tea towels, laptop cases, and other textiles. Mm-hmm. And did it start that way or how did it kind of like move forward? Yeah, I started, um, like I mentioned, just hand-painted canvases one by Mm. one, and then I started um, designing artwork on my iPad, creating stickers and art prints and greeting cards, and as I sold those, I started expanding into more products and reinvesting um, as much as I could to kind of grow the business, and so now I have a pretty wide range of items that I offer. Love it. Amazing. (laughs) Um, okay, so actually the TikTok that Alexis sent me um, that we found you through, you were talking about how you were at that time in law school, now you're graduated from law school, um, but rather than pursuing a career in law, you were choosing to, after law school, run your business full-time. So kind of tell us the story of that decision. When did you know um, that that was the decision you were going to make, and how did you kind of come to that decision? Yeah, it was like a really crazy time that kind of all led to that. Um, During my first year of law school, I basically had to decide whether I wanted to do a public interest job or work in what's called big law, which is basically just the largest law firms in the country. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was really oscillating between those two choices. With big law, you can make back a lot of money to spend on your loans um, really fast. And then if you work in public interest, usually it's more relaxed hours and usually you're doing something you're really passionate about. And I was really hoping Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, So I was stuck between these two things and then everything sort of changed when the pandemic hit. That was during the spring of my first year. Um, And just a few months before I started selling wholesale. So like all 
the time in the background, I had been um, still running my Etsy shop and then I started offering my products to retailers. Um, and that really grew my business. I had added a lot more revenue streams. Um, and then I started posting on TikTok during the pandemic. Um, and between TikTok and wholesale, my business grew really rapidly. I expanded my mm. social media reach really quickly. And by the end of the summer of 2020, I was making enough income for my business for it to be a full-time job. So then I was kind mm-hmm. of thinking, okay, I could do um, big law. I could do public interest. But what if I, what if I just did my business full-time? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, you're in school to be a lawyer. You've always wanted to be a lawyer. That's what you're going to do. Um, and I kept just thinking like, okay, well, maybe if I keep running my business on the side, like, and I'm doing public interest, that would be feasible time-wise. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll just do public in, like a public interest job for five years. Okay, what about three mm-hmm. years? And then I was like, maybe just one year. And I was like, mm, <laughs> okay, I think I'm just going to okay. run, I think I'm just going to run this, my business when I graduate. Um, right. And like, as soon as I had imagined my future that way I just felt a huge sense of relief um right Mm -hmm. and like an enormous sense of excitement for the future and it really made me think that that was definitely the right choice looking back right like you had that gut feeling kind of yeah definitely yeah so when you decided that you wanted to do that I guess that would have been early in or before your second year of law school yeah it was yeah. right in like so, August right when I was starting my second year yeah so what made you just deci- what made you make the decision to stay in law school rather than just be like okay I'm not gonna do this I'm just gonna run my business yeah it was almost like unimaginable to me to drop out of law school um I mm-hmm. have always wanted to be a lawyer um and I had worked so hard to get into law school it's like a two-year yeah. um it's like a two-year process preparing for it. I had went to get my master's to help me get into law school and to help with my career after that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, like, I had done a whole degree. I had um, spent, like, a year of my life preparing for this. um, Right. And I was just, like, so entrenched. Um, And so it it wasn't just, like, fully, like, oh, I'm in too deep at this point. It's also, like, all of my friends are, um, like, a lot of my friends are in law school. My fiancé is a lawyer. Um, Just, like, Mm -hmm. a ton of people I know are in law school or lawyers. Like, that's the circles I swim in. Um, And it just felt very natural to keep going. Um, And also I figured, like, this would really help me with my business. Um, yeah, you know, at the least, like I can represent myself or my business if I need to in the future. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and like, who knows, maybe I want to do some sort of like joint, like part-time law, part-time business. That's not what I'm doing yeah. now, but at the time that was right, what I was future, thinking. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. So I want to know kind of like, what was the reaction when you made that decision? Yeah. Um, my friends and family were super positive about it. And I had, I've been running my business for seven years in some capacity. I mean, it was just an Mm -hmm. Etsy shop when I started out, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, a lot of my friends and family knew that this was something I did, um, and had seen my art and were like, that's really great. I'm like happy for you. I think Mm -hmm. it'll be, it'll be awesome. Um, a lot of my professors I ended up telling because they would ask explicitly about our future plans. Um, mm-hmm. And I had really positive reactions from that. So I would say there's only like a couple of people who were pretty taken aback by my decision. Right. Um, 
And I even was asked by someone I know, like, are you even good? When I said I was going to be a <laughs> full-time artist. And I had no idea how to respond to that, but <laughs> it was over Zoom. And I had like on my desk, like canvases I was working on. So I just like showed her like, some of my pieces. And I was like, it's up to you, ma'am. Like, yeah, um, you can decide what you think. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Um, so yeah, I would say like the only like negative, like really consistently negative feedback I've gotten is from social media, um, which is a huge yeah. bummer, but it would be so much worse if it were from people that I were like face to face with. Yeah. So on that same vein, our next question um, is we know that you get a good amount of comments, like you just said, from people who might not really agree with your decision. Yeah. Um, so kind of what has been your experience with that? Because obviously that's not something that a normal artist, normal, that's not really the right word, but an artist without traditional, a, yeah, not, like somebody who's just, media. Yeah, yeah, that's not really a, something that's... Um, everyone's getting right so what has been your experience with that and kind of what is your usual response to to those people I know we, we definitely have a lot of listeners who get hate online as well so yeah uh, it's such a hard thing like no matter what you're doing people will find something to say about it that's gonna hurt you and yes. it's, it's just uh, it sucks but um I I did end up getting a lot of like really consistently awful comments on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I would occasionally make TikToks. TikTok. I, I know, right? Um, <laughs> I'd occasionally Brutal. make TikToks like about my experience in law school and running my business mm. and that's when it would mm-hmm. sort of come up. Um right. And it doesn't even matter how many times I try to explain like okay, I wanted to be a lawyer. I went to law school, then my business blew up and then I decided to go do this full time people would be like why did you even go to law school or like why didn't you drop out or just like why don't you go into law for a little bit and then go on and do your business and it's just Mm -hmm. like you can't tell your life story to someone on tiktok you know in the character limit that they have in the comment section like there's just no real way to explain that um and so i think it's just people kind of misunderstand the situation um and also it's just the traditional like oh starving artist stereotype um Mm, mm -hmm. or like the idea that people who start businesses like many of them fail and it's like okay like that's true but I started a business already I have an existing business I have a business that brings in more income than if I were to be a lawyer right now Mm -hmm. so it's really like a very reasonable choice when it's laid out like that yeah it's just really hard because you graduated it's not like you were like (laughs) a peace out like I mean even if you had I feel like it's not I don't know I I feel like this kind of leads into the next question um but Katie and I were both on social media both have done kind of like graphic design stuff Mm -hmm. um and we both have experience with people kind of perceiving those careers really just like creative careers in general as like oh, that's, like, a fun job, like, it's an easy, it's an easy thing to do, or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, and that, I don't know, especially when, I know that, of course, you have said that your family has been really supportive, Mm -hmm. but I know that for my, for my experience, my family is not creative whatsoever, and so they just don't get it, they want to be supportive of me as a person, Mm -hmm. but, like, career-wise, they just kind of, like, don't understand, um, but so what kind of has been your experience with like transitioning from kind of that, like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be like a lawyer, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of like 
I'm going to do artwork and sell it. Kind of what has your experience with that been like? Yeah, definitely. I've been really lucky because my dad um, started a business and Mm. him and my mom ran it together. So they're both very entrepreneurial in that way. So I've had a lot of support when I kind of, it's when it's more framed as like, this is my business. And like, Mm -hmm. um, they're like really supportive of my artwork as well. Um, But I guess just having like that very clear, like, this is how this is a job and not just like, I want to do this and we'll see if it works out Mm -hmm. sort of thing has been like, I think that framing almost makes it a lot more understandable. Um, Yeah. And I guess like there's always going to be people who don't really get it. Um, And especially online, it's like, it's probably the best response is just like deleting the comment. Like people are going to have their Mm -hmm. preconceived notions and there's nothing to really do about that. And they don't have to live my life. So ultimately it doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. But I think like generally entrepreneurship can seem really unsteady. Um, but I always feel comfortable by the fact that even in the worst case scenario, I'd be happy. Like if my whole business went away overnight, Mm. I'd start again and I'd be happy doing it. And Mm -hmm. like, um, maybe it feels risky to start a business or run one full time. But from my perspective, it's also risky to put your mental health on the line doing like a corporate Mm. job you don't want to do. Um, absolutely. So it's really easy to focus on the risks and ignore the ways that you can like mitigate the kind of risk that you immediately think of. So mm-hmm. like I didn't go full time with my business until my revenue was in the six figures. Like I could build my business while also pers- pursuing another career path. Um, right. And so if you can do that while having another job or pursuing another career, there's not a lot of risk involved um, and the reward can be really, really great. So yeah, um, yeah. I would say it's like you can always just try it um, if you're willing to right. put in a little extra time to try and build it out before you take it full time. Right. And Absolutely. yeah, I, I definitely like the the topic of like risk and like don't the the cliche statement of like don't quit your day, day job. Like, yeah, don't quit your day job doesn't have to mean like you can't pursue it on the side until right. it's like mm-hmm. reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I wanted to go back to like what you said about like people just don't understand it it made me think like because of course there's people on tiktok and people on whatever platform that are haters that yeah they don't understand it because they don't even know you they saw Mm -hmm. like a 30 second one minute video of you and they don't know your life you don't know like what their education level is what their experience is their age anything um but i think on the other hand it's also important when you're getting feedback in like my experience and Katie's experience with our families, Mm -hmm. like knowing where they're coming from as well. Like, yes, they want to be supportive, but also like my dad's in the military. Like he doesn't know what like Adobe Illustrator even is, (laughs) you know, like he's not like, and so I think when you're having those conversations and getting frustrated like I do sometimes um just like knowing their perspective and like yeah. being like thank you for your advice but also I'm gonna go talk to my advisor yeah at, exactly you know at my degree and, that like knows what they're talking about no right. offense dad thank you love you I know you're listening <laughs> he listens <laughs> um I've actually had an interesting experience like recently so mm-hmm. uh, 
anybody who follows me knows I've recently started doing freelance social media management. I've always been doing social media management. Like, that's what I'm going to school for. Like, that's what my career is in. But it's interesting because, first of all, a lot of people question that career in general. Yeah. But when you add the freelance element to it. Yeah. Oh, Lord. People are like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Um, But I just think it's interesting because, like, I know everybody in my life literally loves me so much and only wants the best for me. And they're not like, don't do it. Right. But the concern that comes up when it's like, when you add that, like, entrepreneurial element into it is interesting because... When you really, really think about it, if you're not working for yourself, you're working for somebody else who's an entrepreneur. So, like, yeah. every, right. Right. like it's, it's always every, just someone. as unstable, you know? Yeah. Unless you're working right. for literally Apple that, like, couldn't fail it, unless they Ever. just completely yeah. quit. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of us are working for, you know, mid-sized to smaller businesses right. um, that are local. That's, I mean, it's not uncommon for people to have, like, jobs in smaller businesses. And it's just... in my opinion, it's just as unstable, like you said, either for your mental health or Mm -hmm. just in the case of the business, you don't know the goings on at the the business that you work at, you know? So I think thinking about it that way is another um, good way to think about it. Or also you could just randomly be fired in the same way that your business could just randomly like, (laughs) you know, you could have a bad month Even at those like huge jobs too, like there's layoffs, there's whatever, like you never know what's going to happen. And of course, yes, there is more risk and uncertainty with entrepreneurship but also like you said which I'm so glad that you brought that up but like the mental health aspect of it like mm-hmm. what risk are you willing to right you know like pit like choose your battle kind of yeah and I mean I think it depends a lot on like the person you are so my fiance is a lawyer like I mentioned and he really likes having like sort of this like external structure he likes having a routine mm-hmm. he likes yep. going into work and being given an assignment whereas that mm-hmm. makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. yep. I want to do whatever like my latest mm-hmm. idea is and I want to pursue that mm-hmm. and I will pursue it and I won't sleep until it's done. And so I think me too. like if you know yourself and know that that's the yeah. way you're motivated, it's like you're betting on yourself. You're not betting on like, I don't know, the economy or like someone else running right. their business. Like as long as you are willing to work, someone will pay you. So right. absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so I guess going back to the education part of things, um, obviously you've mentioned this a little, but no matter what schooling you're doing, education will never be useless in my opinion. Yeah. I'm sure anybody would agree. But for you specifically, so you have your undergrad degree and then you have a master's and now you're, is it a JD? Is that what it's called? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay, there we go. A JD. Um, So what are some skills, some specific skills or just general skills that you learned throughout all of your education that you kind of carry into your business currently or know that you will in the future? Yeah, I really just think like being in law school, like learning even about like irrelevant legal topics has been super Mm -hmm. empowering because I understand Mm -hmm. how the legal system works. I understand how it intertwines with the economy. Like, I think, and just, like, sharpening critical thinking skills has just been really helpful um, for my business. But, like, specifically, I mean, now I know the difference between an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, and a sole proprietorship, Mm. and a partnership. Like, Mm -hmm. these are all things that I understand off the top of my head when my accountant is like, hey, we're filing as an S-Corp. I'm like, cool, I get what that means. Um, Mm -hmm. It made all the, like legal aspects a lot more approachable from like Mm -hmm. taxes to business formation, intellectual property. Mm -hmm. And 
especially running a creative business, I now have a really good understanding of trademark and copyright law, which has been huge for yeah, me. Yeah, I was just so. going to say, yeah. <laughs> I feel like people should be scared to try and rip yourself off. <laughs> yeah, they better watch out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I love trademark and copyright so much. I talk about it all the time. So if someone mm-hmm. gives me the opportunity to um, put that into talk action, yeah. There's this, there's this joke on um, New Girl when uh, Nick is like, he says, like, what do you call a lawyer with one case and no hobbies? Oh, Your yeah. worst nightmare? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be me yeah. if anyone That's tries you. to. <laughs> Except yeah. you do have a hobby. And if it's I do. Being, I like, threat. Yeah. 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 But I, I, like, my dad is a lawyer and Mm -hmm. it has come in a lot of handy Mm -hmm. running a business with contracts. Yeah. Like anything like that, just understanding, like, there's stuff that I, I mean, I don't understand. Also, I have a friend who's in law school and we went to dinner or breakfast the other day and the whole time I was just asking her like all these questions. Yeah. I think it's so fascinating. Yeah. Um, and she's only in her first year. Yeah. But I've actually used a lot of, like, my contracts knowledge. I actually had a really bad contracts professor, but just kind of having, like, an overview (laughs) of how that works has been really helpful. Like, I can't even imagine if I had, had, like, a really good contracts experience. But I read, (laughs) like, I read all my own licensing agreements, mark them up, I understand Mm. what all the clauses mean, and that has really been just really helpful. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I feel like also something that, like, I – because I ended up – I got – free tuition to um, my undergrad program, Mm -hmm. but it was to a school that I didn't really want to go to, but I still went because it was free. Yeah. Um, And because of that, there wasn't really a program that I was, like, super interested in, Mm -hmm. so I just went into art education just knowing that I would, like, eventually get to a program that I wanted to be in. Um, But looking back, at the time I was definitely resentful, but, like, now looking back, I've gained so many skills just in, like, Like you said, critical thinking, also like right. time management mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. like self confidence mm-hmm. in like my knowledge and like just random little things right. in my degree that like it really has nothing to do with what I'm doing now. But yeah. I feel like no matter what, like even if you're you're in a program, just for like anybody listening, if you're in a program and you're like, this isn't really what I want to do, but I'm already like in it it doesn't necessarily you don't have to like stop right you can continue and it'll still be beneficial yeah yeah and even like I everybody listening well I'm not gonna say everybody um if you are a consistent listener you know that I created my own major in college so it ended up just being like a a bunch of random classes that Mm -hmm. I personally decided were gonna like all be a mass communications major which Mm -hmm. really wasn't but um even like my management class like that's not a skill that I you know, need in my day to day, but that ended up being probably one of the most useful classes that I ever took in undergrad. Um, because any like technical skills you can teach yourself, but those like higher level skills that you learn right. through like higher education, um, are really beneficial to any sort of career and just like self-discipline and like, things yeah, like definitely. Just like learning like. how you work and how to work is just yes. huge. Exactly. And yeah. And working with other people as well. Like yeah. even if you run your own business, especially if you run your own business, you're the only one who's doing the communicating for your business. So you're going to be talking to people all the time, Mm -hmm. having tons of meetings, like depending on your type of business, it might be more or less, but it's always beneficial to um, get education. Obviously not everybody is able to do that. We're not just sitting here being like, everyone go to law school. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But if you find yourself, like Alexa said, in a program that maybe you're like, why am I here? Yeah. Um, 
just kind of think about you know the benefits like w- there are benefits that you might not be able what to can see you, what can you get out of it and like look for that rather than the negatives which is what i did but yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. i just think yeah. there's always takeaways um no matter what you do going forward it's just whatever mm-hmm. what you learned is never wasted it changes the way you think to just be kind of forced into learning these things you wouldn't otherwise learn um so absolutely yeah and there's actually a quote that I heard on a po- another podcast um and I was thinking about it earlier when you said that like you just didn't even think of it as an option to like yeah. drop out of law school and it was um confidence comes from making promises to yourself and keeping them yeah and I feel like that's like very applicable to that whole idea is like you like you went to law school like you promised yourself you were gonna go to law school yeah. and finish law school um not that it would have been like detrimental to your self-confidence had you stopped but I think like following through on things like that too with education especially um can also help you build self-confidence just in and of itself um obviously education is like a big example of that but you can still do that every day too yeah I totally agree and I just think just doing something hard that you know it sounds kind of insane like okay run a business which traditionally (laughs) is seen as very difficult and also go to law school which is again, traditionally seen as very (laughs) Very difficult. And so doing that at the same time, it was hard. It really was. But now I'm just like, okay, there's literally nothing I can't do. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And now I'm sure running your business seems really easy now that there's not the law school element to it as well. (laughs) Because you're still doing it full time anyway. Definitely. Um, Okay. So for the last formal question, what is your advice for somebody who might be insecure about choosing their passion over a quote, like reliable career, which again, quote reliable right (laughs) running your business is reliable but what would be your advice there yeah I would say don't stop trying it really is like a reflection Mm -hmm. of like your belief in yourself um Mm -hmm. if you just keep going and bet on yourself um to make it work you can build a business and set up a good foundation and then take the leap once you've built something that is as reliable as we've been talking about as your traditional job you don't have Mm -hmm. to quit and start from scratch Um, it feels risky, but it's not if you've prepared, learned the ropes, set yourself up with Mm -hmm. a proven business plan and it is a lot of work, but if you really love it, it does not feel like work that you would go to from nine to five. Exactly. Yeah, I absolutely agree. All right. So random questions. Um, these ones are fun and I kind of think I know everybody's answers (laughs) to the first one. Um, okay. So the first one is when you were little, what did you say you wanted to be when you grow up? At least you can start. Yeah. I actually said that I wanted to be a fashion designer for the longest time. Yeah. Word. (laughs) Yeah. And I do not have like a really solid sense of fashion to be honest, but I loved drawing clothes and drawing people. Mm -hmm. And I just did that Mm. all the time. And then mm-hmm. I got older and I was like, hmm, I could probably be a lawyer. This would be fun. Right. <laughs> um, and then I kind of transitioned to that. But yeah, I wanted to be a fashion designer for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what you really loved was the drawing, not right. necessarily the drawing of the yeah. clothes. But, yeah. You know, you, you are a designer, just yeah. not the fashion part. Exactly. Anyway, um, Alexis, what is your answer? Um, so when I was like seven, I want to say maybe six, probably seven, because it was like a book. I don't know. When do kids learn how to read? Anyways, um, my dad gave me for Christmas a book that was like um, American Girl doll, like choose your career. And I read every single page like 
front to back and there was like a little quiz and they told me that I should be a graphic designer and so I stuck with that for like my whole life um and did freelance graphic design and then at about 22 I realized I don't want to do that <laughs> um so thanks to American Girl Doll for pointing me in the sort of right direction but <laughs> not right. I love that um okay so when I was in kindergarten we still have it we did these like my favorite color is blank I want to be blank when I grow up mm-hmm. um it, actually we did this multiple times throughout elementary school my answer was always a mom um Ew. which that Aww. still stands I do still want to be a mom mm-hmm. um but I did I just didn't want I didn't want you didn't want to work I don't think I wanted to work. <laughs> I don't bigger. think I was interested in that. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, so it made mm-hmm. sense for me to, like, want to do that. Yeah. Um, right. But I do think being a mom is a job. Yes. So, Full-time. Yes. Personally. So much work. <laughs> might not be a career, a traditional career, but it's certainly a job. So that's what I wanted to be when I was little. And then um, the only other thing I can ever remember wanting to be was when I had to choose my college major and wanted to be an elementary school teacher, and then that switched real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, okay. um, Final random question is, what is your favorite summer beverage? It could be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, anything. Elise, you want to start? Okay, so I have one of each. For alcoholic, it's a mule, but that's an all-year thing. Moscow mule. Um, And then non-alcoholic, also all-year, a Diet Dr. Pepper I love Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's a good choice. I, there's something about soft drinks that just hits different in the summer. Like, if yes. I pass by a Sonic, I will be getting a Diet Coke. Right. With lime. Yes. That's something that is a, a, a fact about a me. Anyway, drink. Alexis. <laughs> so good. Alexis, um, what, what's yours? Yeah, I think no one is going to be shocked by this, but uh, venti pink drink, light ice, no strawberries. <laughs> Um, and then you were ready, ready for that. Um, <laughs> this has been knows. said before. Yeah. Every, yeah. <laughs> this one um, is one that everyone knows. Yeah. And then also I love, and Austin, my fiance is like such a liar. He thinks that it's whatever McDonald's lemonade. I know it's just Minute Maid, but it's not, it's so much better. I don't know what it is about McDonald's, but somehow it's, it's like the Diet Coke. Their Diet Coke is different. Yes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But McDonald's lemonade. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, I'll do alcoholic and non-alcoholic too. Um, alcoholic would be Aperol Spritz. I was actually yes. like thinking about going to the liquor store today to get stuff because they're not hard to make as long as you have Aperol. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did not do that, but I believe I will soon. I, I had like last summer I got stuff to make Aperol Spritzes and I, I really cranked through it. Um, I just think they're perfect and they're my all-time favorite alcoholic beverage mm-hmm. um and then non-alcoholic recently has been strawberry lemon poppy um i'm trying to make i'm trying to stop drinking diet coke it's not going well <laughs> at all um but in the spirit of trying to quit i will say strawberry lemon poppy it's just very yummy and summery and fruity Love. um and it's good for your gut health yeah so work bonus double win yeah. it's, it's great um, okay, Elise, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself, tell everybody where they can find your beautiful art slash products with your art on them, um, and where they can find you on social media and just everywhere. 
all that good stuff. Yeah, perfect. So you can shop at elisebriandesign.com. It's spelled E-L-Y-S-E-B-R-E-A-N-N-E design. I know that's kind of a non-traditional spelling of both names there, so I have to spell it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and then at design on Instagram and TikTok and also, we have a YouTube channel. We're working on it. That's oh. new. So Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I love a YouTube channel. I know. If there's, I, I, I always, like, I will never get out of my YouTube era, and I've been in it since yeah. I was, like, 11. Yes. Always. Just something about me. Love anyway, it. all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic and over on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. And our personal accounts, Katie Creative Co., Alexis Adams Aldrich, and Elise Brian Design. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.